Welcome to the School of Travel's podcast. I'm your host, Becky Gillespie, and each week I bring you stories of how travel can truly change your life if you take the chance to get out on the road and step out of your comfort zone. My guests also share travel tips and lessons they've learned along the way, which I hope inspires you to let travel be your teacher. Hello, listeners. This week on the podcast, I interview the team Not Fast, Just Furious from the Rickshaw Challenge that I went on back in December. And this team is made up of three Norwegian guys. But in the interview, you're actually only going to hear two of them talk with me, even though the third one was in the room, which is pretty funny. So Glenn... I wish we could have talked more, but he decided just to listen. In this interview, we end up talking about not only the rickshaw challenge and what it was like to be on the road in India, but also some of the social benefits available in Norway, including health insurance, education, and vacation policy, which we go into quite a bit. So without further ado, here is my interview with Not Fast, Just Furious. Welcome to episode 13 of the School of Travels podcast, and I am here with an entire three-person crew from the Rickshaw Challenge that we all just finished. So, Harold, can you tell us who was on your team, what your team name was, and what you thought about the Rickshaw Challenge? Well, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, I mean, uh, we didn't really know what we were signing up for, but uh, so far, every, everybody's been traveling. It's been great, and uh, yeah, our team name was Not Fast, Just Furious, which was sort of what we came up with, or. I came up with after Googling funny ways to name your team. Oh, really? And uh, that was it, because we didn't really plan anything ahead. So we just booked it, and here we are. And with us is Glenn and Magnus, uh, which it's the first time we're traveling together, all three of us, but I've traveled with both before. Okay. And I found out earlier today that you guys currently work together, right? Harold yeah. and Magnus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how do you know them, Glenn? Uh, I basically met Glenn through a venue I'm working at as a volunteer, uh, as a sound engineer, and um, well, we've basically just been friends since then, six years ago or so. Cool. And I saw these guys like almost every day, I passed them on the road at some point, and we went for about, how many days did we end up, were we actually in the rickshaw, it was like eight days? Oh yeah, I think so, two off days, right? Yeah. 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 Well, one of the off days actually constituted driving. Oh yeah, that's true, right? Right. Because we actually drove the first day, so nine days. Oh, that's right, yeah. We how went to the farm, right? Right, right. That's true. Uh, how did you guys feel that first day when we started driving? Cause we... Oh, oh, yeah. How <laughs> that was extreme, because we were not prepared to drive at all. Did I drive the first day? Or no. Because like, there was like this... Oh, but we had the pre-first day, right? Where we tested the, the tuk-tuks. Yeah, that's the day I'm talking about. Like That, that yeah. day, because I remember they, they like made us, you know... We all went over in like Uber or taxis to the place where you got your rickshaw. Oh yeah, yeah. The testing ground seemed pretty easy, like just yeah. you know, a big was, that was fun. Of, yeah, doing circles and stuff. But then, what did they ask us to do? They asked us to drive back to the whole hotel in Indian traffic, and we were really not prepared for it. <laughs> I was so shocked that they were making us do it. I thought they'd have like a crew that would be in the driver's First, seat. First, it was gassing up, right? Yes. And then back to hotel. Yeah, they're like, go find, uh, go find the petrol station. And yeah. Where did you guys? Could you find petrol? Because we couldn't, like, in the first two places. Well, we yeah, we did, but they didn't have oil because you need to. Oh yeah, oil or well, the first one was petrol nor oil, and the second one we like to the U-turn, like back, 
and then there was no oil or and or petrol. Yeah. yeah. And then we ran out of gas. You ran out of gas <laughs> yeah. on the first day? Yeah. Yeah. How did I not know this? So uh, you had to call? Did you have to call? Yeah, uh, then we no, did we call or did we find some random guys? We called. Oh yeah, we called. Yeah, yeah. And then after that we took a few detours, we got lost, and then eventually probably the last team to find a way back to the training grounds. Yeah. And then we head back to the hotel. But at, at that first day, I didn't want to drive. <laughs> who, dro- who drove that oh, first uh, day? Uh, both of you guys, England, right? England, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I drove to the petrol station, and then Glenn drove, and we couldn't navigate, and we were Magnus, so we weren't aware that there was Wi-Fi in the, in the tuk-tuk. So we basically tried to navigate back, and we missed a few turns, and then we got lost. So he got, I think he drove for a good 45 minutes around traffic uh, and he was really good at it actually. oh he did he adapted really quickly Glenn. oh wow yeah, yeah i'm glad i wish we had you in our car glenn because we <laughs> i wasn't driving that first day either i was you oh. know i was terrified i've never driven a manual car so <laughs> never driven on the left hand side of the road it was, it was it was a lot to take in and i heard that chennai is like the third largest city in india as well yeah we heard so. something similar something like that but it might have been like in the state i don't know some mixed uh, information all over, but I'm not sure. Four million inhabitants, so it's about the same size as Norway, just in one city. (laughs) Close that, yeah. So which one of you on your team proposed the idea to do it? That was me. That was uh, Harold, yeah. Yeah, Okay, then Harold, I'm going to ask you to just give a really brief description of what is the rickshaw challenge? Like, what did we all just finish? We just drove an Indian auto rickshaw through 950 kilometers through India, basically. And that's what it constitutes with a bunch of challenges. What were the challenges like, or what did they usually ask you to do? Well, find stuff. Take, either take a picture or post it, or gather some information and move on to another thing that you were supposed to find and gather some information there. Did you guys do most of the challenges? or? About I think we did about a half. wasn't close, like, I'd say like 70%. Maybe. I think that's like... Uh, like the, the stuff that he mentions that we go to is like temples or... Uh, Waterfalls, though that didn't really go so well as we hoped. Didn't find the no, there weren't any, or they were closed down, or but mostly temples, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, all in all, like I think it's nice that they do this. Not that it matters all that much, but it, they kind of force us to actually do something because they, if they just give us like a start and end point, then you you're more prone to like just go there, right? And but, there were teams that didn't do anything, right? They just yeah, were like, they were. I'm doing my own thing, I'm going straight on to the hotel and yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, drink beer, go to the swimming pool. And uh, and also uh, we didn't really do that uh, good job uh, all the time of nav- navigating, right? So we actually ended up uh, on the highway, we were supposed to do this exit, so we figured like, oh, we didn't do this exit. Let's just keep going and find the alternate route. The alternate route was maybe like, I don't know, 45 minutes, maybe. And then we ended up in like these small villages, really tiny roads, and that was like, I'm glad we, glad we did this because you, you you actually get to see even more like of the people that don't that haven't that didn't ever see any white man, right? Yeah, it was very obvious in some faces, at least children. <coughs> they had never seen a white person before. They were just shocked as we drove by. What were the, really what were their typical reactions, or what were yeah. what were people doing when you'd pass them in this crazy rickshaw with like English title? We saw everything from wide eyes to open mouths to pure shock. Uh, 
and to the fact that like they didn't really know what they saw, but after we started waving to them, they eventually started waving back at us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we saw that as well. <laughs> That's usually how it is in India. Like, <clears throat> you wave, they wave back. Yeah, I thought. Oh, like, or it's the other way around, right? People were so curious. Yeah, they were. Like, our team just had two people. But I found that it was really interesting, and you, you wouldn't know this because you're all guys, but when I was in the driver's seat, these women were like going crazy on the side of the road. Oh, like, really? Older women, like they were just shocked that a woman was driving the auto rickshaw. Because oh, I guess if you think about it, I've never seen a female driver around here in the regular rickshaws. That's a good point, actually. Uh, so yeah. they were like, you're doing it. One time I stopped to buy bottled water and the woman pointed outside to our rickshaw and she's like, you? And I said, yeah, I'm driving. And she was just, she's like, yes, like gave me the thumbs up. and. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was a... Very cool. Pretty cool. This experience, I'm still processing it. I'm like, can't believe it's over. We're, on the, we're some of the last people left, by the way, in this hotel that we're now all sitting in. Yeah, so how did you guys first start traveling in general? I mean, this is an extreme thing that you've just done. I'm wondering, <laughs> how did you get to this point in your travel life? <laughs> I think basically my... Uh, I was bored of meeting Norwegian people on vacation. Okay. So uh, I told myself that I will never travel to a place where I can meet my neighbor, and that's just how it's started. I think it started with the Philippines. I had a couple of friends who was, went there, and I, they were going again, and they said, sure. And that's what, what really opened my eyes, real, real traveling, uh, because just going within Europe and meeting your neighbor, it's just no fun. So for you, your neighbor includes Europe, because from my American perspective, it's like, Every, there's so many different cultures in Europe. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, but um, there are a lot of Norwegians traveling to them. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. makes sense, okay. So that that's my thing. I, I, I don't want to meet Norwegian people. For you, travel is to go somewhere really different yeah. from where you're from, okay. And far away. And far away, okay. How about you? Oh, yeah, it's uh, more or less the same thing, but I think, like, um, uh, the first time I traveled with uh, Harold, uh, it was in Norway. That was when we went, uh, we, we did go skydiving. Um, for about a week, but that kind of uh, started us like like we've been colleagues for it's now like ten, 10 years, yeah. uh, and uh, that is uh, after that trip. That is when we kind of figured like okay, maybe we'll go like somewhere else, right? And our first trip uh, we went to the U.S. Yeah. and uh, we're like let's go somewhere far away where we can spend a month. A so month. wait a minute. Okay, I'm gonna have to ask you about the Norwegian holiday policy soon because that, that sounds like a yeah, yeah. great long vacation. Oh yeah, but if you're like, if you go as far as the US, like if you get like 14 to 16 hours flight, you don't want to spend like a week or, or two weeks, in my, in my opinion that is, because it goes way too fast. Even the month went too, way too fast. So I figure like, let's head to New York, do a couple of days, check out stuff and uh, then we flew back to New Orleans uh, grabbed the car and drove to San Francisco oh wow oh yeah okay so you've had long driving challenges before oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you have a manual car did you run a manual car we, we couldn't get one we couldn't oh. get one um. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was your huge advantage on this trip being so familiar with all that at least we knew the concept I personally never drove a, a bike even like, like because like that is how it works on a rickshaw like driving a bike, more, you, more or less. Except you don't have that pedal gear, which yeah. you, most bikes do. Uh, but uh, other than that, yeah. yeah. Got a brake pedal instead. <laughs> and, uh, and then and the second time we went uh, like uh, long distance was in Indonesia, Bali, went to the Gili Islands. And uh, I think uh, all in all we spent uh, uh, 
like a, a month, close to a month as well. Okay. But that, that is like the, the long travels that I've done. Uh, other than that, I've been to, I don't know, Russia. I've been all around, not all around Europe, but throughout my life, I've been most countries, more or less. So I'm already like feeling how different your travel lives have been compared to a lot of my American friends that I know. Like who, as I like, they get maybe two weeks off a year. So and the U.S. being so big, it's like they often don't leave the U.S. Um, but like uh, Harold, I know we were talking about this earlier. Could you briefly talk about the Norwegian what what the holiday policy is like if you're working? Yeah, I mean there? basically you have five weeks of vacation and. Uh, during that time, you will receive something called vacation pay, which is basically 12% of your annual income the previous year. If you ha basically have to do all five weeks of vacation during a year, you can take two of them and uh, transfer them to the next year. But then you have seven weeks of vacation that you have to take that year. Uh, and you, that, that can go on and on. But basically, you have five weeks that you actually have to take. Uh, if you don't, you basically have to give back the same portion of your vacation pay into a state fund that funds vacations for people who can't afford it. There's a fund for that? Yeah, I'm not really sure how it works, because I've never really had to. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really that's so nice and so foreign to me. <laughs> I, I, I I can't guarantee that this actually exists. It's just something I read somewhere sometime many many many. I do believe that's just a bit. The, the situation we, we are in, and at least me and Magnus, we get as much vacation as we actually want, but we don't get paid during the vacation, so... Uh, yeah, we could, we, we could take, a lot, like, if we wanted, we could take three months off. Yeah. Okay, what are your jobs? I gotta ask. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting jealous already. We're working construction, uh, but we have a very accommodating employer, uh, and if you want time off, you should because they know that you, in, in the other end, will step up when you're needed, so that you actually, uh, you can work uh, longer hours or whatever when it's needed to. Uh, and uh, basically that just frees, frees us up to do as we want, uh, within the limits, of course. Are you building houses, or what kind of construction? No, nah, I'm primarily focused on bigger, newer buildings. And uh, office spaces, more, office more or less. Or if it's, spaces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we work in telecommunications, which basically means we work with fire alarms, access control systems, computer networks, and basically any low-powered uh, electric, electrical system. He's more, Magnus is more on the service side of it. Usually the new installations. So, yeah. Would you say your job is like in demand in Norway? Like there's not so oh, many of you. So. Not good ones at least. <laughs> and I, I'm feeling you guys are good ones because you can get through this workshop challenge and figure that out too. I don't know. <laughs> but I'd say like if you're in demand, then it's easier to negotiate getting the time off that you want. Yeah. You know, in any company. Right, but, or, uh, uh, I I like our company. I I really do because they they're very. Um, they're not easy, not hard to reason with. Reason with. Can you say that? Yeah. Yeah. You can you say, say that. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so so lucky. Okay, now a couple more questions about this. As a curious American, do you, do, do do those five weeks include medical leave, or no. do you get sick days as well? We get sick days as well. Uh, Norwegian law mandates uh, in the course of a year you can have three three day periods. Uh, of sick days, uh, but if you take one and use one day, you use one three-day period. 
but that's just if you're feeling down for uh, say a day or two, you can take one of those, or you can go to your physician and get uh, get something called uh, a paper for uh, like a medical leave, like a, a proof, security. so you can get like uh, from social security, like yeah. uh, some paper that that the company doesn't have to pay. Uh, but the, the employer actually has to pay the first ten days. Oh yeah, that's true. Of your yeah, pay yeah. While you're on sick leave, uh, and then uh, the state takes over after that, so you're actually compensated for any sick day. You 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 get all of your pay, even though you're sick for six months. You actually get all of your pay. Wow. That's but it, it it will be like as the state takes, it'll be reduced, it right? Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. After a period, it, after it a period, it will be reduced to some sort of like uh, a set, a set amount. I think. Uh, I think it's sixty or seventy percent. Oh yeah, yeah, that might be right actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that is if you're sick and your physician has declared you sick. So. Do you also pay like is university free in Norway? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and your retirement, you're getting a good retirement pay uh, from. I've, Research the property. Okay. <laughs> Retirement will always be an issue. Like the like, uh, you will not get as much as your grandparents get today. So mm-hmm. that is always a struggle. So I think I should, and we all should today, like focus on your re- retirement. Yeah. Are you focusing on your retirement? Now? No, but I should. <laughs> but I should absolutely because it is it is an important thing. Because when I get older, when I get retirement age. I will not have as much as I see my grandparents have today. Not even my parents will have what they have today. Right. So that will be reduced every year. I think around the world we're facing this. Oh problem. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what I. Mean. We're all getting older. Yeah, staying older, getting staying older, and staying. Um, older. Yeah. yeah, not dying. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the big question for Americans: the final question about this: What about uh, your medical expenses? Are they all free? Like, do you pay when you go to the doctor? You pay a small. Uh, small fee uh, just for like a physician uh, physician checkup right uh, if, I, if I go in I have some kind of small problem or anything I want to kind of check it out then I small, uh, pay a small fee of I don't know uh, like 15 yeah something like that uh, yeah but that's also it um, but if you are a frequent user of doctor services and you, I think once you use $200 you're, you've hit a roof and the state will pay everything after that. So uh, because obviously there's something wrong there, right? Uh, wrong with you that you need to kind of need regular checkups. So that that is one. Actually, last year I hit that roof because I had some I had some issues with my feet. They were hurting, and uh, I actually hit that roof. So early in the year, so every everything I did through the official healthcare system was free after that. Wow, including that would include surgeries and everything. anything. Is there, is, it, is there a long wait to get surgery in Norway? Depends on what surgery. Okay. Uh, but also, no, not really, because if, if the backlog in the hospitals are huge, then the, uh, the, the state funds you privately, uh, the private clinics, so that they take official health care patients. Okay. Well, I'm blown away. I wish, I know Norway is a much smaller country than the U.S., but... I wish we could have something similar. You probably could. It's you could. It's all politics. Yeah. Political people out there, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that complicated. 
Right. It is. It, it is. Yeah, but it really isn't. <laughs> not as complicated as they tend to make it. I just like, think if like we weren't paying for all these medical expenses, a lot more people in the U.S., for example, could travel, and people in general in countries where you have to pay more mm. could travel. And I think, I mean, what is travel? This I always think this is a hard question. What has travel taught you as you've gone international with it and done it more and more? Oh, that's a big question. And what has taught me, especially these ten days, is that there are more opportunities out there as I speak to like some from New Zealand Australia different countries I feel like you can it's it, it is it, it isn't that hard to leave what you got today and go somewhere else and work just to work yeah and also and also I obviously learned about other cultures like Indian culture uh, specifically like it is totally different when I got back uh, got back home they don't have as much as we do but they, they seem to like accept that. And be happy about it. And be happy about it. And they care for other people. That is what we've seen. Like. The family culture here seems yeah. so strong. Yeah. Is there a really strong family connection culture in Norway? Not as you see here. Not as you see uh, here. Uh, okay. Yeah, we like our family. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like them. That's good. We like them, that, that's all. But I, I think you see an even stronger family culture in the U.S., yeah. I think so. Way it, it can much. go. Yeah. It can go either way. Oh yeah, of and course I, it could. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. What, what baffles me most about the U.S. people from the U.S. is their heritage connection. Like they can still can still view themselves as Irish or uh, yeah. uh, African or whatever. They're not you. They're not Americans. They're they're from a completely different part of the world that they've never been to. Yeah, we always call ourselves, or you'll hear that we're a melting pot, but I actually think we're a salad bowl. Like, these people are kind of not blending in. They're still claiming their old, you know, like you said, heritage. But every American is from somewhere else. True. Technically. Yeah. Yeah. Native American, you know, that's an interesting point. Um, Yeah, that that heritage connection that that you actually have no connection to, that that, that really baffles me. And how long do you claim it? How long do you? Yeah, it's been, yeah. like if you're one sixteenth uh, Native American, right, or Cherokee or something, right? That's yeah, small. Right? Yeah. And what has travel taught you? Do you think? Mostly about other cultures and how wildly, wild, wildly different um, the world is. Uh, that that is what really sticks with me. How different. You're always able to find some common ground that you can talk about. It's. I was shocked on this trip. Like, how many different countries would you say that we had in our group of thirty-two teams? I mean, we had some. Maybe ten. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never traveled with. I'd never actually met an Estonian before. Oh, yeah. We had six people right from Estonia. Yeah. Um, and it just was really cool to talk with them. Oh yeah. Of yeah. course, English was important, right? If we didn't have all this, all have this common language, we'd be. Yeah. It'd be even more <laughs> yeah, yeah. interesting. Perhaps. It'll be as interesting as talking to someone from India. Right. What yeah. would you say surprised you the most about India? Because had you guys been here before? No, no. Okay. This was my third time to India, but the first time in the South. Um, I don't know. Maybe you've already said it. Maybe the how close or how happy they seem. Uh, um, the, the poverty was what struck me the most. I mean, I was prepared for it, but once it's in your face, it's, it's a whole different thing. That, that, that really baffled me as to how poor people actually can get and still be happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. That 
I've seen more smiles this these last ten days than I feel like I saw yeah. all of last year. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's about the oh, they're so helpful like they they it's also that like usually when you travel you expect that people want some kind of tip as well like is they help you or do anything right that's usually but how it is in other countries that's usually how it is but here they in a way in a way get kind of offended if you if you it, it, we, we met this guy that um, we were looking for this specific petrol station mm-hmm. and uh, we just stopped and just asked this random guy if he knew where it was and he and he said yeah it's Mm, left and right and then straight forward and all, and all that and I was just really confused and then he said ah, follow me and he just got, got, uh, dropped on his bike and said follow me and I follow him for like I don't know five minutes or something and then Closer yeah. 10, oh okay yeah well <laughs> and and, uh, and then I figured like okay this guy wants a tip uh, this guy wants a tip right and uh, yeah no I did the same thing twice. Like there were two different times yeah. we were trying to go to a petrol station. One person got in our car. He put his son into our car with us, All right. and we went up the road. And the other time, these two guys on a bike we were following, and they stopped. And I'm like getting the money out, and then they were already gone. So it's uh, amazing. Like we would never do this back over. Well, you wouldn't take I, five I, I, ten I, minutes to. You feel like that's not that doesn't seem common, does it? Actually, it, no. I don't think it's not common. I would gi- I would give my best directions. Yeah, but I wouldn't like. No, 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 it's not, no, it's, it's, it's not like, uh, I don't, maybe I'll do it now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I'll that? actually, maybe we, I'll actually put in the 10 minutes and just, that, though, yeah. Why, did, why does that know. seem so hard? Or? Norway is actually a pretty cold society in a way. Um, we expect people to be able to take care of themselves, uh, like individual to individual, mm-hmm. uh, or within their close circle of friends or family. So when people can't find things, we just expect them to handle it in a way. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Uh, it's not something I've thought a great deal about, but uh, you give your best directions and you try to be helpful, but uh, you don't offer your time to take them there. That's just, it's not normal for us, but maybe it should, it should be. Being, being nice, like taking yeah. the time. Being nice, no. just being nice. Maybe that should be our 2019 resolution yeah. since we spent New Year's here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and what would you say, what, what are you planning to do next? What's your next place, your next big travel challenge or place you're... Oh, challenge. Um, it could just be the place you're going next because I don't know how often you do these kind of <laughs> challenges. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, there's a few years in between like we, the places we go. But um, tomorrow we're going to Sri Lanka for a few weeks. Oh, oh yeah, perfect. It's close by. It is. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's where we're going. That's where we're going to Sri Lanka. Note to <laughs> listeners: Why don't you go to the place close by, right yeah. after one country, so you can get more in? You know. As we figure, like, we're gonna just relax on the beach, pick up surfing, maybe scuba diving. We'll figure it out. Cool. But other than that, doing this kind of brings up the topic of doing something similar in another in another country. So. This was your first challenge. Oh, yeah, I'm sure yeah, it was yeah. your first rickshaw challenge, but oh yeah, yeah. But uh, anything like uh, call, if you call that extreme, extreme, uh, something. Yeah. We've had drunk talk about to doing sailing in the Caribbean, but we have to learn to sail first. So, <laughs> or you could be like me, learn it on the on the challenge. Apparently, you can't do that. You probably can't do that. No. Uh, you have to have the sailing license or something. So uh, we'll figure it out. Cool. <laughs> but sailing. It's, but it's still just drunk talk. 
There was, a, there was uh, yesterday. There was also talks about uh, uh, taking the tuk-tuk up the Himalayas. Yeah. Actually. Whoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how this how this goes. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe I'll have you back on the podcast if you can actually get it up there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank and, you. Yeah. I hope that you have safe travels back. Thank you. Thank Likewise. You. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Harold and Magnus, and maybe this has inspired you to take your own adventure trip in the future. As someone who's taken several different adventure trips, I can definitely recommend them. They will challenge you and push you. You will never know what's going to come next on these trips. So if that sounds like fun to you, I would definitely do it. I'm going to go into that more next week when I'm going to do a solo episode about my own experience on the Rickshaw Challenge. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, I would love for you to tune in. Also, if you would like to leave a review on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts, I would love that as well. Or please join our Facebook at The School of Travels or follow us on Instagram, also at The School of Travels. As always, I'm going to leave you with a travel quote this week from the famous author Terry Pratchett. Why do you go away so that you can come back? so that you can see the place you came from with new eyes and extra colors. And the people there see you differently too. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. I love that last line in particular because after this rickshaw challenge, I definitely felt like I was very different from when I started the trip. So just think about taking these trips. It's one thing, but actually doing them and then coming back is a whole other thing. So I challenge you to challenge yourself this year or start planning for that trip that you've always wanted to take. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening to the School of Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to The Sam Chase for allowing us to use their song, In a Perfect World. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And remember to always let travel be your teacher. options open there are places you will go they will treat you like the kings and queens your parents thought you'd be when you were born you'd see it all with your head up standing tall and you'd look back and think it's funny how you spend